You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Uh, welcome to JRE for Genevieve, episode 11, I believe. Um, I have a very, uh, I'm very gracious that our guest today, Mr. Jamie Flanagan, correct? I am here, I swear, <laughs> yes. Is Playing double here? duty. Um, yeah, just uh, like sitting in the, in the, in the studio with you. And not just at the control board. Oh, we got to make sure all the toys are running too. But yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me sit in with you. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, so today, Genevieve, love you, buddy. Um, just trying to add to that enlightening conversation uh, number that you might be able to grasp something from. Um, I think everyone has some of that to give, and I'm sure uh, Jamie, you have, probably have more than most. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what we will try to bring this back to kind of the buckets that we want to, um, you know, keep the podcast in line with as far as relationships, education and work. Um, I think you probably have a very interesting perspective being on, uh, the podcast stage, uh, as far as the relationships I, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but I yeah. figure you got to meet so many more people than most people do you know, throughout a work week or a work month, they're going to work and they're sitting by the same people. Yeah. They're dealing with customers, but dealing with them on a very um, transaction-based mm-hmm. relationship, whereas um, I'm assuming you're meeting a lot of people and really talking to them and getting to know them. Um, I figure you just got to learn a ton that way. Yeah, oh, we, we do. It's because uh, I, well, I, I teach high school mm-hmm. um, and then like Matt, the we DJ weddings. I, yeah. I DJ weddings and parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I meet new people all the time doing that. And it's it, the cool thing about that is like it's the happiest day of their lives, you know, <laughs> and right. they're planning they're planning just this magnificent party. Yeah. Uh, you get to be part of that. And then, you know, as a, as a DJ, you try to, you know, find out, oh, how'd you guys meet? And yeah. so because you, you, you might during the announcements maybe make a reference to something or if there was a special song or if it was at a concert, you know, you would try uh, to play yeah. that into it. So you do learn a, a lot about people. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of neat. And then at high school, I, I see about 200 kids. Nice. Um, uh, every you know every every other between it's a gold blue gold schedule every other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so between the two days, it's a, it's like two hundred kids, and then the semester changes, and uh, it's not two hundred more kids. It's not an entirely <laughs> different two hundred kids, but right. uh, uh, it's 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 it does get mixed up. And then they're like graduating and they're leaving and they're moving on. Right? Like, are you gonna miss us? And I'm like, oh yeah. It's like, what are you gonna do next year? I'm like, well, for me, it's Groundhog's Day because it starts all over again. Right. You guys are off and doing your lives. And, uh, for me, it's Groundhog's Day, but it's cool because uh, I get to take that new crew and we get to start all over fresh and and, right. and you know. There's another kick at the cat to <laughs> to do things right and do things well and 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 learn the lessons they they got to learn you know because yeah. why do the fun stuff I do yearbook and newspaper and broadcast ah, cool so I do some fun classes I have English twelve too which my English twelve kids will tell you isn't much fun <laughs> it's a lot of writing it's English twelve I mean, you're learning how to write essays so you can communicate well and they're like well I'm not going to college and that's another thing it's like well I'm not going to college and it's like well you, one you should and then two if you're not it's it, still good to know how to write <laughs> it, you got to communicate like Brian in this place we were, you know podcast choice Northville right and it, right. it used to be the village workshop and now it's the hangar in this co-working space in order to to flip the switch on that they had to get some variances mm-hmm. from the city uh, and yeah. so they had to go and present to the city and they had to do research and they had to go and they had to present their argument to be able to park cars to run their business. I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, I was like, you got to be able to, you got to be able to communicate. You got to yeah. be able to communicate well. Right. Um, so as well, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to college. It's like, well, it's still important. So, uh, although Genevieve's going to college, for sure. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but I mean, everybody has a different path. Everybody has a, you yeah. Know. And I think that right there is important. I used to teach fifth grade. And so uh, I'd do the same thing, you know, every year you, you go back through it, and, and and that's kind of fun because while you're teaching the same stuff, you always find new angles, and mm-hmm. because it's a different set of students, you're teaching in a different way or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and maybe sometimes that's more comforting than uh, going out the next year and not knowing where you're going or what you're doing uh, like a lot of these students are. Um, but I think between those three, the podcasts and the weddings and like the yearbook stuff that – 
seems like all three of those things, the people that are coming there want to be there. Yeah. Um, that's got to be super refreshing. Because <laughs> I don't think that's it. everybody's Not, day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, yeah, my journalism <laughs> kids really, really want to be there and, and do that. Right. Uh, it's, yeah, if you're failing yearbook, I don't know. <laughs> but But in the same breath, whenever I feel like someone – um, looks at something and thinks, ah, oh, man, that, that looks really great. I really don't see a downside. Yeah. There's always a downside, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's always yeah, pros yeah. and cons. Oh, my God. Yeah. They have to, I mean, they have to, the yearbook, I mean, they got to sell advertising, which is the worst part uh, of the yeah. gig because we get no funding from the school. And so oh, we have okay. to, and we sell the books for like 65 bucks mm-hmm. uh, and they cost about 70 to produce. Okay. So you're losing crappy money. business model. <laughs> so if they don't sell ads, you know, then you know we don't meet our bill, and the school's not uh, yeah. going to make up the difference. So they, I mean, they have to sell ads in the back of the books. And some parents buy them, and it's like, yeah, you're a senior. And so, <laughs> but we got we got to hit up some businesses and things. So right, uh, it's it's uh, yeah. inter- but but again, that might be one of the most useful things they learn in that class too. Is <laughs> That it, I, yeah, yearbook is is an amazing experience for for a young person yeah. uh, to to do. It's it's, huh. it's you're running a small business, you're, right. you're you're marketing, you're managing a crew, you're working with people, you're you're meeting a deadline. It's it's uh, and then you're writing, you're taking pictures, you're communicating, you know, with words and, and telling a story, and then you're right. learning you're learning graphic design and design and. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. It's a yeah. lot of work, but it's fun work if you if you make it fun. Yeah. Well, and seeing the a completed product at the end, I think has got to be um, super. Um, what's that called? It's gratifying. Gratifying. Yeah, yeah, it is. It really is. And really, for a lot of them, that that's probably yeah. the biggest project they've put together and uh, worked with other people to put together oh, yeah. to that point, I'd have to imagine. it's uh, Our school's about 1,700 people. We order uh, about 1,000 books. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a $65,000, $70,000 project. Yeah. Uh, huh. You know. That, it's that, like that's a bunch of, putting those numbers in front of them. Yeah. Saying, it's hey, like you guys are responsible for, for $70,000. <laughs> Let's get this job done. It's, uh, uh, it's, a, big, it's a big gig. That's cool. Yeah. So you will do two other podcasts. Yeah. Uh, one's Animal Talk Radio. Yep. And then so the premise of that is everything. Just helping people with their pets and, and everything pet related. It yeah. started as Animal Talk Radio. Uh, it started as a radio show. Right. Brian, who owns the, the building here, uh, was one of the hosts. Okay. And uh, I was just a weekend guy at – it was uh, 1270 WXYT here in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was just running the boards and helping – uh, the weekend shows and they were one of the shows on the weekend and they're like, Hey, you know, nobody here will help us. You know, will you help us roll, record some commercials. And, and I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, Hey, you know, when the show's on, if you ever want to crack the mic and jump in, you know, go for it. I go, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, you know, about 15 years later, I was, uh, owned the show. <laughs> yeah. That's Cause awesome. a couple of, a couple of the original people kind of dropped off and moved away. Uh, and then I had so much fun with it. I kept it going, but there was a vet and Brian was a dog trainer. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we had a reptile guy. Okay. Uh, we, over the years, we had a couple reptile guys, and and they just they give pet advice to people, and it's it's different because a podcast is different because it's not caller driven talk radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we were on the air, you know, people would call in with their questions, um, and the vet, our vet, Doctor Brad, was was amazing connecting with people. Uh, but now it's it's we we do some emails and it's just our interaction with ourselves and and we talk to some authors and some inventors and things. Mm-hmm. But when it was a show, when it was a the when it was a caller driven and people were just calling in, that was really interesting because a lot of times people, I mean, pets are part of the family. For and sure. it's like, you know, they, and, and the pets don't live forever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and sometimes you got to make a hard decision for your pet. And Dr. Brad was always so good at having that difficult conversation mm. with people, even on the radio yeah. uh, and, and giving them some good sage advice and yeah. uh, helping them through what, you know, inevitably for every pet owner um, is a difficult decision right. uh, of when to say when for your pet. You right. know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it was really neat to be able to connect and help people because people would call back and, and, and say that, you know, they, they appreciated us helping them through that mm-hmm. tough time. Oh, nice. uh, so yeah, it's like connecting with people. It was, it's, 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 it's cool. It was yeah. cool. So, huh. um, 
you know, it's, it's with a podcast, it's, it's, you know, people listen at a later time. It's not that immediate thing. Right. So Did you prefer that immediate interaction? Uh, it, that show, the the way that show worked for that was better. Yeah, yeah. so I, it was a ton of fun. It was just people and people would call up and do ridiculous things, and <laughs> so we have clips of ridiculous things too. Uh, so they both have their merits, but uh, that that caller driven stuff is fun. Yeah. When you're getting callers, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you're not getting callers, you're like oh, <laughs> that's fun. Genevieve and I were actually at the pet store earlier today, just looking mm-hmm. around while we were uh, poking around town. Um, but I think pets is an interesting thing uh, to go. You, like you mentioned, they're part of the family. Oh yeah, uh, to varying degrees depending yep. on the family sure. they're in. Um, I, I remember, you know, we had a golden retriever growing up. Her name was Ginger, and um, yeah, I would <laughs> assume my relationship with her was as close as with any of my brothers or sisters, probably. Yeah, during that, um, you know, that time. She's she's actually my password for most of my computer stuff. So ah. you want to hack my stuff? It's usually Ginger <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so many people use their pets. Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably not a very good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I was actually doing just some some little writing the last couple of weeks, and um, it, it's kind of related. But I think it'd be interesting to hear your perspective because um, <laughs> I think it's interesting how. How much of animal nature you know we are, mm-hmm. and I think we try to like deny that yeah. a lot. Um, but if you take away, you know, if you take away everything that you know, maybe we we learn growing up, or uh, what's left is, you know, in the end, we're animals. We still have like animal instincts, uh. animal behaviors, um, and. I, I think that's kind of important. I, I was reading this uh, thought experiment where, um, say you were, say you could be kicked out of the nest when you were born, mm-hmm. and you could survive. You could feed yourself. You could, uh, <laughs> you you wouldn't die instantly. Sure. Um, just being a human in nature, would you be able to distinguish a human from other animals? Right. I don't know. Hmm. Would you? I don't, I don't know. And 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 if you couldn't, yeah, uh, is everything else we are a product of you know the rela- the relationships we have, uh, the our society, you know how we grow up, because it it feels like um, you know if we were kicked out and lived alone, um, that that we would just be animals. We we would be you know we get hunger. Hungry, mm-hmm. we look for food. Yeah. We get cold, we look for shelter. Maybe with our brain size, we might be able to ponder the past and predict the future a little better. Sure. But apart from that, yeah. I mean, everything else we are, our uh, communication, uh, written language, yeah. any technology, yeah. all, the relations, all the relationships we have, those are all, you know, socialized. Sure. Or to, to to some degree. So we're very fragile. I mean, the the human animal is very fragile. Probably more than most animals. That uh, right? Without yeah, without yeah. parenting, because a lot of animals can make it on their own. Like right. you know, you know the the baby sea turtles. It's like you yeah. know, there there they go. You know, it's out of those shells, and then they're off getting it's trying just incredible. to incredible. Yeah, and, and just uh, but the human animal just uh, you know. Sometimes people are in their 30s before they leave the nest. You yeah. know, it's, uh, well, uh, and it, I think it's by nature. I mean, we can't fend for ourselves for the first whatever, yeah. 10 plus years of our life. <laughs> um, and then so what we're already caught up in that kind of socialized structure, you yeah. know, starting with our uh, mom or parents or family and it growing out from there. But um, – I just feel like so much of who we think we are, um, I don't know. I mean, and, and it, maybe it comes down to that nature versus nurture thing. Yeah. Uh, um, but I don't know. We'd be we'd be we'd be extinct if it wasn't for the nurture thing. <laughs> the uh, human animal would be extinct without the nurture portion yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh. So I, I I don't think we give society enough of a um. The, 
they're a bigger part of us than we like to admit, maybe. Right. I think we like to hold on to like our ego and our individual sense of self, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, when really, sometimes I feel like we're just animals and we we evolve the way that, you know, the social influences have <laughs> yeah. just to evolve. Yeah, yeah. And, you, know, just, you know, we don't always attract the best parts and that's you know that's part of the nurturing too is helping guide to the best parts of society and right these are the pieces you want these are the pieces you want to leave aside uh helping guide towards that right Uh, yeah and and i I think that's another thing too is we we don't physically choose necessarily to be in a society mm -hmm. because we grow up in it and then um a lot of times we don't have the resources or know how to escape it or leave it even if we want to um but I think that's important to realize we're in a society, and if we're going to be in a society, um, a lot of the choices we should be making should be the the choice that's better for us is going to be the one that's also better for the people around us, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it kind of got off on a tangent, or I did. <laughs> but but I think the animal thing is, is interesting yeah. because I, I think a lot of us are attracted to maybe pets or the idea of them. Um, maybe because they are us in a much simpler form, or we see yeah. them that way. Yeah. And the, I think there's a lot of times they're smarter than we are. For sure. Um, it just, uh, just <laughs> yeah, it just uh, behavior wise, yeah, uh, smarter, uh, make better choices than we do. Who was we had him on the on the show? Uh, Detroit newscaster Mort Krim, mm-hmm. uh, and he had written a book. Um, and it was how to be as fantastic as your dog thinks you are, <laughs> something along those lines. That's and it awesome. was like, uh, and it was all the lessons that he learned from his dog. And, 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 you know, just because when you come home, your dog's loving you no matter what. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to forgive you and it just, uh, thinks you're amazing. And, right. You, know, you might have had the worst day on the planet, but you mm-hmm. get home and they're, they're, uh, they're yeah. there to take that from you. Yeah. So it's, uh, it was, a, it was a great little concept. Huh. So yeah, if we could, if we could be as as fantastic as our dogs thinks we are, we'd be all right. Well, I think same thing as kids. A lot of times, I mean, how they're brutally honest and they're 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 smarter than us without knowing it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to some degree. Um, I was thinking about that on the way over. I mean, Genevieve just you know her ability to say I love you for no reason, you mm-hmm. know, just because that's how she's feeling at that particular moment. But the same thing with the dog. I mean, there's, you can be so happy and go lucky, but that immediately changes the way you treat them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, they're putting that out there and they're getting that right back. And I feel like, um, we could definitely do a better job of that, you know, even going overboard and being overly enthusiastic or, or loving or helpful or positive. And then, um, I feel like you definitely do get that, get that back in return. Oh yeah, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, um, cool. So, biggest thing you learned from the Animal Talk Radio Show? Oh, uh, I, jeez, biggest thing I learned. Um, that you can train a cat because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a cat guy. <laughs> And I let the first one walk all over me. Uh, we, I trained this new guy a, yeah. a little bit better. Uh, so yeah, so he's, uh, so I had, I had my first cat I had for like 18 years. Um, he kind of did what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> See, I feel like that's a completely different book. Lessons yeah. I learned from my cat oh. as opposed to lessons I learned from my dog. <laughs> I had it. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's more that it's the, you know, cause I could be on a bowling league or a dart league. Uh, but I don't do that. I'm on a podcast. Yeah. I, you know, I spend, that's how I, you know, spend some of my leisure time is, is doing that. It's not like this, you know, big money generator or something. It's like, we just do it for fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it's cause it's the, the people I get to hang out with. I get to do it with. I mean, they're just solid people. Um, I think that's a, the, the best thing I've learned from that is, is, you know, keeping yourself surrounded with positive people and, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, try to be a positive, yeah contributor to to the cause that's awesome so yeah and i think that goes back to if we really are a product of the people around us yeah then maybe it's a good idea to surround yourself with really good people if you know that's who's really going to influence you and affect you and um you know 
be the reason you turn out to be the kind of person you are. Huh? Yeah, you are a, a, a it's it's a, a not a conglomeration, like an amalgamation of the people that 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 you associate with. Right. You know, it's, it's still amalgamation is not the right word, but you know we, what I mean. We know it too. <laughs> and I don't have a better word for the, it anyway. English teacher struggling for the right word. That's uh, uh that's cool. And so your other podcast is oh just about uh, it's a lifestyle thing about uh, yeah spirits and 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 having fun again. That's uh, with Matt. I do that one with Matt, the guy here. I think you have Matt on the show with you for yeah. Once. But it uh, it's just uh, just lifestyle stuff, guy lifestyle stuff. But it's it, it's for anybody, right? Um, and again, it's just fun. It's just uh, that that friendship and that bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do it with adult beverages, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's just, uh, the bonding of it. We're learning stuff cause we don't, cause we enjoy those things. Right. Uh, and we want to learn. Right. And so we figured, well, Matt and I will learn a few things and hopefully the people that are listening will learn some stuff, uh, along the way as well. Yeah. But I, I think that's huge too is, um, and I think maybe just, you know, me personally, but I think a lot of people, um, they lose that as they get older and get into kind of the, the grind of, of work and life, um, you know, having those things that you enjoy <laughs> yeah, and, and putting them on the calendar and to look forward to them and, and kind of hopefully realizing, um, you know, that's the objective of living to a large degree. Yeah. And I think a lot of us, uh, you know, work right past that and, and we don't make time and we're, um, yeah. And, and then it just becomes one long. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah, Matt and I, like the only times we would hang out, uh, would be, you know, just, you know, a dinner with our wives or, uh, it wasn't, we didn't have a lot of guy time, yeah. you know, it was like, or like, you know, wedding and wedding planning if we were doing stuff like that and uh it wasn't just like really just downtime and guy time mm-hmm. uh and and doing this podcast we get a lot more of that which is uh which is which is which is fun you know? right yeah, yeah. Huh. it helps us recharge because <laughs> it's always good to just unplug and, and recharge it it really is and it's always a good reminder huh very cool so you got a ton of experience ton of experience with people Time of experience um, with teaching, yeah. which is one of our big buckets. Yeah. Um, so between relationships, education, and work, we've kind of hit all those. Yeah. What's your um, hope? What's your hope bit. for Genevieve? Do you hope she goes to college? What do you? I want you to be a doctor. What do you? What do you? What's your? What's your? <laughs> what's your ten-year plan? Uh, I, I think to go along with those things <laughs> is I hope she can do something she enjoys. Okay. Um, I think, um, I kind of mentioned it, you know, hopefully within the relationship, education and work bucket, she can, um, be kind of fulfilled right. and, um, not be grasping in any one of those three buckets. Sure. And I feel like she's content in those three buckets, uh, you know, constantly learning something, um, doing something that she feels is productive mm-hmm. and, uh, she feels she's good at and then having good relationships, I mean, I think I would feel, um, I I would be happy that I I felt that she was happy. So maybe it's a selfish thing. Yeah. But um, no, no, no pushing her. Okay. No, I was just curious. And and really, even, and I'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on this as a teacher. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk about college. (laughs) Right, right. So, all right. So you you taught for a while. Right. You you have to be college educated. Where did you go to school? What did you study? Uh, Bounce all over the place. Okay. And um, so. You know, went to Eastern, went to BYU, took some classes at University of Arkansas. Wow, okay. Clev Dines. Actually ended up graduating from uh, Cleary University. I think it's based out of Plymouth. All right. Um, But to teach, the only reason I was able to teach is because they were so hard up for teachers in Texas. Ah. They're like, if you have any bachelor's degree, (laughs) we can run you through this course. Okay. And then, uh, which actually... I don't think it was a bad idea because you get a lot of people with a lot of different life experiences yeah. coming there. Yeah. Uh, but I always wanted to teach. Sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's how I got to that point. So you did college. And so what's, yeah. what's your, what's, what was your, what's your final, what was your final major, final degree? <laughs> it's in? like 
small business administration or okay. something. It was, it was in, in a, business, a business degree. Yeah. Okay. But I almost feel like that's um, a liberal arts degree or something because it's so broad. It's not specific. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a degree. And sometimes that piece of paper can be helpful because it did allow me to go down and, and do the teaching, yeah. which I really enjoyed. Uh-huh. Um, and I think I probably did the college experience completely incorrectly <laughs> because I, I really didn't know what I wanted sure. and I was kind of going all over the place. Um, but I don't know if it left a great taste in my mouth. <laughs> all right. I mean, and you, you mentioned that your wife, uh, did, did, did you, is that how you guys met in Texas teaching? Or? Uh, so we met here and then she went down to teach in Texas and okay. I followed her and okay. I was able to end up teaching down there. So she did everything right. Okay. <laughs> she, she went to a, a really good school. She went to, um, Hope out there in okay. Holland. Yeah. I uh, got an actual teaching degree. Oh, okay. Right <laughs> to on. teach. Um, and I, I she kind of knew what she wanted to do from the get go. Yeah. Which I think is another thing, which is huge, which is hard. I don't know exactly how I'd instill this. Uh, knowing what you want to do, right? I think is invaluable, well, especially it, at that yeah. high school age. Yeah. I mean, do you guys talk to the students a lot about that? It's you know, it was just like uh, until about a year and a half ago, um, it was like, and, and for about a year and a half ago, it tide changed a little bit again. But like prior to a year and a half ago to, you know, 10 years, 15 years ahead of that, it was like, you got to go to college. You got to get a college. Right. You got to go to college. Got to get into a college. If you don't go into a college, your life is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this hardcore message being yeah. just beaten into kids. Yeah. Uh, That's the message I got. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now, right now, there's a, a, a massive shortage in uh, skilled trades. Yeah. Uh, and if you uh, get hooked up in the skilled trades, uh, you can write your ticket right now. Absolutely. Uh, and so that now the push is like um, – it, it's so college isn't, isn't the only push because there's still a lot of push towards the – college preparedness mm-hmm. and I, I think i think it's i think that's a faulty mindset uh it's just i think it's just life preparedness yeah, is what sure. they should be prepared for uh but it, it it's uh a lot of in like last year and a half there's this oh my gosh there's a shortage and skill shortage in skilled trades some kids aren't gonna go to college they're not college material they they have a different path they have their different types of learners right. they they like working with their hands right. they they want to build things they want to you know yeah. uh f- fix and do and create uh and and a college degree isn't absolutely paramount to right. to those skills and and so there's there's this uh, adjustment going on now and then the state yeah. the state of michigan that we're in here they're um they're they're pushing for the skilled trades businesses are desperate for people so they're throwing money at schools yeah. to help get kids into these skilled trades programs in these uh as they call them the cte programs career and technical education mm-hmm. programs uh and so those are ramping up like like just amazingly so uh so yeah the push in school but we still have the sta- all the standardized tests, and, it's, mm. and that's how they're judging and grading schools. Yeah. And so they still put a big emphasis on these standardized tests, and those standardized tests lead you to, you know, that that college pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 interesting. It's uh, what's going on. I, I feel technical schools are huge, yeah. and I feel like I if I went to like a two year technical school, I probably would have had a more valuable skill. Then I got, and like I said, admittedly, I'm sure I didn't <laughs> do yeah. it right. Then, then I came out with, and I mean, and, and just think of all those people in the last generation that really wanted to to, to build, and like yeah. you said, do that, and then were pushed to go to the traditional four year, and yeah. then and, and then all the all the people you hear coming out of the. Uh, traditional schools and not be able to find a job or whatnot. And the, yeah, and with, and with the saddle of debt. Ugh, it's just it, amazing. Now, my, uh, my yeah. brother is an interesting example as far mm-hmm. as that goes. He's 58, mm-hmm. uh, and he wasn't a college kind of guy, and he didn't go to college. He went there back... Back in the back in the day, <laughs> there was a, a thing called Motec. Okay. Uh, and it was an automotive 
uh, I think the service manager where school. I work went there. Yeah. And he, he went to Motec and yeah. he, he said he loved, he was just a nut for cars, just mm-hmm. all that's, that was his passion. Yeah. And so when he got out of, out of, uh, high school, uh, it's like, well, what next? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to go to Motec, you know? And he was like, so he was, he was a drummer too. He's playing a rock and roll band. Nice. And, uh, well, it was a top 40 cover band, but, uh, <laughs> grinding it out on the, on the circuit and then going to, to Motec. And then, uh, he just, uh, well, he first started out, he was doing, uh, pizza and mm-hmm. managing a pizza place. Uh, and, and we all worked at Domino's Pizza together. It was nice. crazy, like 1984. <laughs> and back, we were back all, when there was, uh, was it the Noid? Yeah. That was, uh, yeah. And it, it was, uh, the Tigers had won the World Series uh, and nice. Monahan had just bought the Tigers. It was, uh, it was a crazy time for pizza in Detroit. <laughs> uh, but he got out of that and he went to Motec and, uh, started, uh, just wrenching, just mm-hmm. at a couple of garages, started at a service station and then he was at a, a just a large independent garage. Mm-hmm. And from there he went and he managed, uh, a, like a precision tune. And then from there he became a service advisor mm-hmm. at a dealership. And then from there he worked his way up and he was a service manager. And, and, uh, which is a pretty fair position. Yeah. Uh, and he did that without a college, college degree. Yeah. And he's still amazing when it comes to cars and his knowledge and his, his ability because he's on top of it. And so that gives him an advantage as a, as a service manager because some of those guys aren't, aren't mechanics. They're just right. managers. Uh, and, but he, he is, but his problem now is, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, he was looking to make a change a couple of years back and uh, he didn't have a degree. And mm-hmm. so that was holding him up because okay. he's at this level now and they're like, Oh, this is great. And they're like, so where'd you go to college? He's like, well, I, I didn't, <laughs> you know, I, I came up from the, the trenches of, you know, the oil trenches <laughs> literally at the precision tune and, and on the way up. Uh, and it, it's held him back from, from making a couple of changes that he wanted to make. Cause people, cause society still has this mindset. Yeah. And they weren't going to allow him to get the gig without that college degree. But right. I think things are changing. Again, he's in a he's in a he's in a precarious spot and you know being 58 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh it, yeah. So it, but it, kids will ask me, parents will ask me, is college important? Does my kid have to go to college? Right. And no, the answer is no. Absolutely yeah. not. But um it and and, and my son, my stepson, he's he's winding up his four years at grand valley right now he's going to graduate here in april theoretically and uh (laughs) he actually will have like two classes to take over the summer but he gets to graduate with his class right now but uh he's uh uh, he's winded down and we were trying to get him an internship we're talking to a a buddy uh and he was going to get him a, a a gig at his uh at his place an internship and uh he was like you know, it, it, it's like Colin's like, well, you know, I didn't really have classes and that kind of stuff. And he's like, it doesn't matter. It just, it, you know, college, here's what college is. Yeah. College is a piece of paper that says I have the ability to be taught something. Mm-hmm. I can be trained to do something. Right. And that that's that's really it. I mean, it's, you know, so what you really get your degree in doesn't absolutely matter Right. Well, I mean, if you're going to be a heart surgeon, you probably <laughs> better take some heart surgery classes. But generally speaking, uh, you know, in, in industry and, you know, unless it's something super specialized like medical or something, uh, it, it's really just saying I am able to be trained to do something right. is what employers are, are looking for in, in a college degree. Right. And and then, you know, it, it's uh, – no, I lost where I was going um, – yeah, just uh, I, yeah, I lost where I was going. Well, I, I think to go along with that is, um, and, and it probably depends on the industry, but I know for myself, what I use on a daily basis at yeah. my job yeah, yeah. was ninety percent on the job training. Yeah, and it's not <laughs> what I learned in right, those right. four or whatever years at school. And to go back to your to your brother and our, our service manager, I believe he did is Motech. Yeah, it sounds real familiar. Yeah, yeah. I believe he went there, and he's in his early fifties. Okay, is is it there anymore? I don't. Think I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, no. But I mean, somebody that age. Yeah, that but, was the eighties. Yeah, yeah. But he was did that yeah. and busted his hump and went and worked for a dealership where everything was commission, and he was making you know great money because yeah. he had this valuable skill and he had a good work ethic. Yeah. Um. 
but we just went through the process of hiring some people and um yeah maybe there is that that stigma right but i just feel like yeah any employer with half a brain realizes the importance yeah. of actual experience <laughs> yeah well that, that was Versus. the other thing so it it's you know you, you get the degree and it's like it tells people okay i can be trained to do yeah. something and i can finish something i started right uh, and i can work with other people and i can take direction yeah. uh that's really what it tells i go but and the other piece i slipped on was uh it's a great networking thing and meeting yeah. people yeah. um so in the college if you take advantage of it yeah in that way so if yeah if, you know you can and, go to college and not talk to anybody right right right, right, right. yeah yeah so i mean it is the it is the networking yeah. thing uh as well mm-hmm. so it's it's building relationships and and you know it's, it's, sometimes it's not what you know it's who you know and, and more often than not <laughs> and so so that that's that's another aspect of it mm-hmm. uh so when parents ask me you know should my kid does my kid have to go to college yeah and the answer is no they don't have to go to college mm-hmm. uh it is beneficial and and it, yeah. you know if, and if you want to heighten your skills i mean people that are going into communications you want to heighten your communication skills if you're going to go to be a right. journalist or you know work in a pr firm or whatever mm-hmm. it is you want to do or if you want to go into marketing if you want to you know learns the ins and outs mm-hmm. of marketing colin is doing the uh, uh supply chain management mm-hmm. uh and you know and learning the ins and outs of those stats and figures and statistics and how yeah. to manage it and how to think about it and how to predict it and you know being ready to dive into that. Yeah, but to go back to where he's looking to start an internship. Yeah, I feel and, and I, I've seen um, a lot of schools go to this, which I think is super valuable. I don't think it's the mainstream uh, yet, but I think the the internship. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you could do, you know three or four internships a year, say two, two six-month internships or four months, whatever their things are on. And you could have like eight internships by, I think that'd be way more valuable than four years of book study. Right. I mean, I mean, and that's kind of how it was back in the day. You you wanted to be a doctor, you interned with a physician for however many years, and same thing with just about any other trade. Yeah. And you're actually learning useful skills from day one, and it's just a matter of becoming proficient. Um, and then you're learning every aspect of that business too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and and I think technical schools have always been better about that. Um, not that I've been to one, but just from, you know, people that have gone to them. Right. As actually teaching you the trade from day one and not the, the theory and the, the, the book stuff about it. Um, but yeah, when you say about, uh, college for Genevieve, um, education, I think is what's important. Yeah. Um, do you have to play the game depending on what you want to do? Definitely sometimes. Oh, yeah. What's crazy is is you just never know where your uh career path's gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think I think people always figure it's gonna go in a straight line and it seems like it rarely does. And even more rarely today where people are what are they saying? People are have like five jobs yeah. in the first ten years of their Oh yeah. It's cause it's yeah. different. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a little older than you, but mm-hmm. my my parents and, and grandparents, it was like yeah thirty five years in the gold watch or whatever it was. That was it. <laughs> that yeah. that world doesn't exist anymore. No. Um yeah. We it's... have some techs that have worked with us for twenty plus years and I'm amazed by that. Yeah. Um not not the fact that they haven't gone anywhere else, but um there's a certain when you've been somewhere that long, yeah. um, you're you get super proficient. The amount of specific uh, product knowledge you have at that point, yeah. um, I just feel like you know going from here to there and there and and somewhat starting over at each point is does, doesn't seem like it would be great for the worker or the company necessarily, but yeah. it seems to be the way things are going yeah um but yeah i mean the the education's out there but like like again uh as far as needing the skill of trades it seems like i heard that a lot growing up too is um i don't know say you're you're starting college and they're like you know the um the workforce out there is really short on lawyers or whatever Mm -hmm. and it also feels like the workforce is changing so quickly 
e- even if you prep, okay, well then I'll be a lawyer. That would be a good job. Yeah. After that four plus years, oh, guess what? Now, now we have too many <laughs> lawyers because everyone got that same message and they they went into that field or whatnot. Yeah. And it's and it's changing that quickly. And yeah, there's a teacher shortage uh, already mm-hmm. on us. Yeah. Because uh, they don't pay teachers crap, and they've right. been beating us up for the last. Seven years, ten years, we've been teachers have been getting it, getting hit hard, especially in Michigan, which is crazy. Because when I went to high school, granted, that's twenty plus years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always heard this, and I never really looked into it. But like Michigan was kind of a mecca for teachers, you know. Like it was still better than some, yeah. But uh, it's it's just the industry is is bad yeah. ever, and it's it's. Um, it's sad. It's uh, it's become an industry, and yeah. I hear I hear the people you know higher up than me, in the, in in the you know where where I work at the, in the school system, talking about the product, you know, and not not talking about the kids, but talking about the product. In, and in I, reference our, our, to the kids, <laughs> the talking commu- of like an actual product. Yeah, it's like the community will be proud of the product we're putting out. And yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Because mm-hmm. a, a lot of teachers, you know, it's a, a bit more on the you know artsy crafty side. You know, it, it, you got There's a certain kind of animal that goes into teaching. Right. I mean, sure. and it's it's someone you know, and it's like I'm I'm you know some people I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to change the world. And, and and you know some people it's just uh, you know they love they're passionate about. The subject that they teach, right? Uh, but there's this creativity kind of, you know, edge sure. to even your math teachers, you know, even your hard <laughs> science teachers, you know. There's a, there's more of a creative edge to it. But then you start talking about the product, mm. uh, and then you know, just data, 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 and it's like, ah, uh, and it just and the this, testing, testing, testing. This mindless, <laughs> this mindless minutia that they have us involved in. And so I'm, I'm generating this data and, and doing, doing this. And I don't have time to work with the kids. Right. It pulls me away from working with the kids. It's, 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 uh, it's pretty crazy. The, the education is, uh, is a little kooky. Yeah. Right? I feel like a, a, a decent metaphor, I think. If kids are, and maybe I've mentioned this before, are the computers and you, the, the education or the information is the software that we're inputting into these computers that are going to prepare them once they get out to, you know, be successful, whatever that means. Um, I feel like it should be overly important to, uh, one, state what that goal is. What are we trying to, um, you know, get them ready for? Yeah. Uh, Do we have a clear mission statement? I mean, we we talk about these kids creating goals from now, you know, second grade on or whatever. But does the education educational system have a goal for them? Yeah. And then are are they putting? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know anything that is going to change society more than the education system. I mean, these kids are spending probably the twelve of the most influential years of their life for. 80 or 90% of their waking hours during those times being, you know, spoon fed this information. So it, it seems ridiculous you're not giving that software or that information or those standards the highest priority yeah. as far as what is most important, how to best teach that. And then how, I mean, the people who are actually inputting that information, why would, yeah, to pay them or treat them as like the job isn't as important what it actually is. It's yeah, frustrating. Yeah, they uh, it's it's there's talk of career paths, right? And they're going to kids as young as third grade, right? Third grade, and saying what career path do you want to be on? And mm-hmm. they're trying to guide kids into career paths. <laughs> I graduated. It may not be there when they graduate. It might not be there. And they, yeah, it's like, and then the kids are kind of locked into it. It's, it's just, it's bizarro to me. Oh no, they get, it's, it's fluid. They can change any time. And I'm like, oh. yeah. They, it's, it's, it's. 
the the rigidity in in the school system uh and and when they talk about this oh no it's fluid i think they're kidding themselves uh it sounds it, good we, yeah oh yeah they can change it but they they're they're like, but they they go and they're having these conversations with kids about career paths yeah it's just kooky and then because when i graduated high school i didn't know what i wanted to do and i was the kind of student that uh, if I didn't have a purpose, I probably wasn't going to do well. Right. Uh, so I didn't go to college, you know, right the first year out of high school. I was, I was working. It's like Domino's Pizza. The whole thing blew up and my yeah. brother was managing a store. So I started working there too. But I feel if you don't know what you want to do, I think personally, I feel that's the best course of action. Take the, some liberal arts classes, you mean, or uh, work? Yeah. Or take a work, year off. That, that work while you're taking a year off or whatnot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if you go to school not knowing what you want to do, it's almost going to push you further away. Right. Because right, it's right. like, yeah. So, yeah. So I started doing that. I got in the management stuff at the pizza place. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, this is kind of cool. You know, running the business and, and doing this, this is kind of neat. I'll, 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 I need to go back to school and maybe get a business or management degree. And I started taking these management classes and all the stuff that I had experienced like in the last year and a half managing, right. managing a pizza place and the conversations we were having in these classes. I'm like, this is, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not real. This isn't real life. <laughs> this isn't, that's not how it works at all. Uh, uh yes. And I got a little disillusioned in that. And then, uh, you know, I, I like, I like communicating in the, in stories. Mm-hmm. So I drifted towards, you know, being an English teacher. So that's, that's how I shifted from business over to the, yeah. to the, the English, you know. So, uh, but it was having that experience first made me think, okay, this is what I want to do. And then when I got there, like so many people in their first year of college go, wow, this isn't for me either. Uh, And then changed my my mind. I can't, it it freaks me out that they're telling third graders to pick a career path. And I like (laughs) 20 before I even had it halfway figured out. Yeah. And I still, I'm 50 whatever now, and I still don't have it figured out. (laughs) I'm I'm a sort of kind of a little closer, (laughs) but not much. Yeah. (laughs) But... And and I think that's um, that's huge. And we were talking about hiring people. And I think I mentioned this on a, another episode is way more important than having the right degree to me for someone that uh, I'm going to work with yeah. is is stuff that's completely irrelevant to that. It's hardworking. It's communicating, it's positive, it's being curious, being willing to learn. There, there's probably a couple of others in there, but, but those are the things that, yeah, I get it. You can't necessarily test. You can't put those things on a state test. But that, if that's the most important thing, if that's the thing we want to see, you know, people coming out of high school or, or college with those characteristics, uh, instilling those into third graders or whatnot or finding ways to do that. The best skill that you mentioned there uh, was being curious. Yeah. And and kids, they, I just, I call them baby birds. Yeah. Uh, They want, they, they want me to chew it up and, and, and spit it into their mouth for them. And it's insane. It's like, Mm. Oh, Mr. Flanagan, uh, you know, where's the, you know, the directions for this, I go around the sheet that I gave you. Well, well, I lost that. I go, yeah. well, it's on Blackboard, which is the online <laughs> yeah. thing. He goes, well, can't you just tell me? I go, well, I did. It's on Blackboard. Do you know how to get on Blackboard? You know. <laughs> then you're all set. Well, you could just tell me. It'd be easier. I go, yes. Yeah. I go, but you would have you would have learned nothing. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's a baby bird. It's just just this passive thing. Uh, they're not problem solvers. They're not. If something's not working, they just give up. Right. They just sit passively and right. wait for an outside force to fix it for them. Uh, go, do, be, fix. Yeah. You know, fail. It, yeah. You know, what's the worst could happen? Yeah. You know, it. It. it you. You gotta always. You know. It, it just. It, those are the kids, you know, that I, I love, you know, because mm-hmm. you can say all kids are, you know, that baby bird syndrome. But there's a lot and there's a lot more. Uh, and there's some go-getters out there. Yeah. But it's 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 just being willing. So if you can instill that in Genevieve to be, you know, be inquisitive, be curious. Yeah. If something's not working, why? Right. And then how do I – how what are my options? What yeah. can I do next instead of just sitting waiting for someone else to fix the problem for you? 
you're not going to get anywhere if that's if that's, if you're waiting for someone else to do it for you. You're just, yeah, you're, you're when I feel at that young age, that's so natural for so many kids. Yeah, and 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 it, it feels disgusting that maybe the reason they're not like that when they're old because it's like beaten out of them to some degree. I mean, the the five year olds, why, 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 why? They they want to know, yeah. and then you explain it why, and then you start wondering, do do I really know how this works? <laughs> or you're telling me, you know, I don't know. It's a great question. You know, we could look it up or da da da. Yeah. But the the whole thing of um, because I said so, or, or any of that stuff that cut cuts off their their thought process or yeah. anything is just it feels like a a, a killer. Um, but yeah, I mean, just if if we could, and and I think teachers want to do this, but give them the the space and the freedom to encourage and uh, develop that, and um, and maybe that means not um, keeping them so to such strict timelines and testing schedules and da da da, and maybe kids are just waiting for things to be done for them because. That's how things have been done. Yeah. And that they, they've been given the answers. You know, they've been given the answers and they're just responsible for regurgitating them. Yeah. Or, uh, but, uh, not in room 1800. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's, um, that's super important. Um, yeah, just those problem solvings, that, that curiosity and the problem solving. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, hang on to that and, and do it. And you'll, you'll go places. Right. Yeah. How do you make that happen on a large scale? Uh, <laughs> uh yes. <laughs> well, we got about 10 minutes left. We could just hit, um, yeah. kind of want to look at the, the bucket. So, the relationship ones, I think we talked about how important that was, uh, communication. Um, pro- I don't want to say more so in what you've done. Obviously, it, it's a big part of podcasting yeah. and DJing and teaching. Um, but in any job, and we, we've touched on this, uh, not only how you talk to yourself, but how you talk to people at home. You know, whether that's a parent's kid, significant other, um, but at work, I think the relationships you have there are going to be, are going to dictate how happy you are at work, maybe more so than the work you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, having a good rapport with people working for you or your superiors or coworkers. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're producing great work, but you don't like anyone around you, <laughs> I mean, what what kind of quality of life? Like, and, and you're not picking these people most of the time, right? So being able to kind of find common ground with just about anybody with strangers um, seems kind of imperative. Uh, I mean, you're spending thirty plus years. Ninety percent of your waking hours oh. with these strangers. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of depressing. Yeah. But if you're able to make it where those are enjoyable relationships, that 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 turns into another thing. I think. Um, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting thing about me politically. Yeah. Uh, most teachers uh, swing a bit more democratic. I think so, yeah. Uh, I don't fully swing that way, <laughs> <laughs> generally speaking. Uh, and it's like, you know, I, just, I, I come at it from a different angle. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I, I totally on a, on a, like a local and a state level, you know, for yeah. sure, because that's, that's where I think those sort of social services should take place. Oh, right. Um, you know, and, and that's where the government should be involved locally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't see that as a, a national or federal, uh, yeah. Stance to, to, to take. And, uh, you know, you know, no child left behind is, you know, that train wreck is just <laughs> that federally mandated train wreck, uh, yeah. uh, uh that federally unmandated, uh, I mean, uh, federally unfunded mandate. Uh, <laughs> it's a train wreck. So, you know, but uh, so it's interesting to work with people that, that you don't 
entirely, you know, philosophically agree with, but I yeah. can work with these people. And some of my best friends, uh, you know, are the people I work with. Right. There's some amazing, astounding, wonderful people uh, that that uh, you know I get to I get to work with. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a couple of kooks, but you know, <laughs> I really enjoy that about teaching. Uh, I felt like everyone was there for the right reasons. And if they weren't, they didn't last long. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something you can feel good about, you know, after putting in a a day's work. And I I think you, uh, really feel like you make a difference. Uh, some days that's harder to see, I think. Um, but yeah, just being that positive influences. So it's good practice to get along with people that I don't always agree with. Right. Um, you know, and I can, I can appreciate them as colleagues and, uh, as educators, uh, I don't have to agree with their politics and, and we can, we can still work well together and still be friends. Other thing you, you may disagree on, on 20 things, but there's probably another 80 things that you're both passionate about in the oh, same yeah. direction right oh, yeah. uh I, I think it's funny how we choose to harp on the things that we don't agree on when it, it seems like we go so much farther and faster if yeah. you know we put all of our momentum on the things that we are on the same page about yeah. um which a lot of times might be the more important things um but yeah and then when you do disagree yeah being able to have a civil conversation <laughs> Without arguing, but actually right. discuss things. Uh, and you talking about politics? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, Especially that, today. That, that's that's another. Hour. That's it. <laughs> uh, so we touched on education a bunch. That yeah. was that was really good, and and I really like that we touched on um, college because that's that's a huge. Uh, you know, jumping off point. Mm-hmm. So deciding whether one, you're going to do it, how you're going to approach it, what you're trying to get out of it, um, I think is super important. Um, and maybe waiting to, you know, exactly what you want to get out of it. Uh, because in the end it, it is knowledge. It is education. Um, that whole goodwill hunting quote, you know, uh, I think you're talking to that guy from Harvard. You just spent 200 grand on education. You could have got for a dollar fifty in late fees at your local library. <laughs> I mean, the education is yeah. is available, yeah. especially in this day and age. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I mean, um, so it, it's not about um, accessing the education necessarily, uh, but maybe more so finding. Um, what you want to do and what you can actually use uh, to make a living mm-hmm. because me personally, what I'm interested in <laughs> isn't necessarily what people are paying you to be interested in yeah. type of thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't go to classes, but then I go to the local library and get books about chess and <laughs> other, other silly stuff that I thought would be interesting. Well, it's amazing. They have uh, <laughs> it's just online. You can do the, these MOOCs, right? The, the the massive online open class, I think it is. Uh, yeah. Uh, and you can like take a class at Harvard. Right. You can take a class, you know, and, and mm-hmm. kind of just audit it and, yeah. and, and, and sit in on these classes mm-hmm. via these, these MOOCs, these massive, massive online M-O-O-C, whatever that first time is, Massive Online, <laughs> something online open classes. Yeah. Um, but it's an opportunity to do that. And, yeah, so, so the world is open to, yeah. to do whatever you want. I mean, just between, like, you jump on YouTube and you got a million TED Talks. Oh, geez. How yeah. many educational podcasts are out there? Oh, yeah. It's, it's just yours for the take and you can't possibly choose it all. No. So mm-hmm. – um, but having those options and, um, yeah. So, um, and of course that leads to work, but I guess in, uh, closing Genevieve and I appreciate Jamie for helping clarify this. Um, yeah. And, and before college, you know, uh, having these conversations, I mean, so far she's wanted to be a, a cashier, um, a ballet dance instructor, yeah. uh, a teacher, 
and which will probably change a hundred more times. Sure. But just having those conversations and, um, and yeah, ju- just discussing the pros and cons and that education or learning or curiosity, you know, it's, it's not a school thing. It's kind of a life thing and it's mm-hmm. going to enrich your life regardless. Um, and, uh, yeah, just being flexible and open and, uh, going from there. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? That's it. Job shadow, right? Experience. Get out. Get, yeah. get experience uh, yeah. and see see what it's what the real world's like. Job shadowing is is, is I think not necessarily an, an internship, but just shadow somebody. Uh, yeah. You know, if she's you know if she still wants to you know when she's fourteen, fifteen, and uh, still thinking about maybe have her job shadow a, a, a dance instructor. Yeah. You know? I think job shadow just a day great. or two. It's uh, an incredible. And again, that builds your network yeah. uh, of friends and people you know. I'd still love to see that in school is actually people from the community come and talk about their jobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many jobs are out there that you don't even know exist? Oh, yeah. My job before I had it didn't know the industry existed. <laughs> and I think a lot of people fall into that, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, keep your eyes open and um, kind of know what you want your education to get you. And um, hopefully it will. <laughs> Love you, Genevieve, and uh, that's it.